0: you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 2 tonight. Like I said, it's one of those hard messages, uh, but I believe we'll get through it tonight. Uh, verse number 12, of chapter 2, that at times you were without Christ, being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenant of the promise, having no hope, and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off, are made nigh, by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who had made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us, having abolished in his flesh the end of me, even the law of commandments and contained and and contain in the ordinance. For to make himself a twain, one new man so maketh peace, and he might reconcile both unto God in one. Body by the cross having slain the enemy let us pray. Father, we just thank you, the Lord just has to touch our hearts and lift us up, encourage us tonight. Help us to be what we need to be. Father, we'll praise you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Now we've covered a lot of uh, the attributes of Christ of Jesus in this series, all about Him. His blood, His grace, His will, His glory, His calling, and so on and so on. But tonight I want to look at his flesh speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ his flesh do you recall the single greatest mystery in the Bible that is that God becoming flesh and I know there's a lot of mysteries in the Bible but the greatest of them all is God becoming flesh and it's not the Antichrist who the Antichrist is or who the what the mark of the beast is Uh, or the one world order. Uh, Paul said in 1 Timothy, uh, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness, God was manifested in flesh. So the mystery, the greatest mystery in our Bible is is that the God of heaven, in His throne, in earth being His footstool, that God that made to form the universe, that God that took dirt and breathed the soul into man, that God formed the womb in whom He was born from. He grew it in the virgin's belly and He became born into this world. He lived for thirty-three years, sinless, perfection. Died on the cross, raised again on the third day, all in the body of flesh. You see, that's no big deal. Yes, it is. John said, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and God was the Word. The same in the uh, beginning with God, all things made by Him, and without Him was anything made, was made. And then John boldly proclaims in verse 14 of chapter 1 of John, And the Word was made flesh and dwelled among uh, us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. The God that has never known poverty came poor that through his poverty we might be made rich. The God who never known what it was like to suffer and have pain felt suffering and pain for a world of lost sinners. That God that never known what it was like to suffer loneliness was despised and rejected and forsaken and he came to his own and they rejected him. God that had never been tired, nor ever slumber or sleep. Knew what it's like to get weary. Slept in a boat. The God that never feared stared down at the cup of the sin, the dreaded cup of Calvary. Hebrews five said, and was heard in Him that He feared. The God that never knew what it was like to hunger and thirst found out that it was like fasting for 40 days and 40 nights the God that knew, never knew what it's like to suffer nakedness was stripped naked in front of the world and hung on the cross the God that never uh, knew had to, uh, to be obedient to anything or anyone had to humble himself and become obedient unto death even unto the cross now, I'm saying, that, saying tonight, this flesh, that God would become a man and God would put himself in the same flesh that you and I walk around in so that we might be redeemed to God. I, I can't understand it, and I can't explain that. It's a mystery to me, a great mystery. The idea that God would come flesh and live in a sinful uh, world, live around these sinful men, so that one day sinful man could get out of the sinful body and become like him, a glorified body. And living at New Jerusalem, that just blows my mind today. Let me give you a couple of things and we'll get into this message tonight on the, his flesh. Can I say his flesh is different from our flesh? You say, what is the difference Yes, he got hungry. Yes, he thirsted. Yes, he suffered pain. Yes, he got tired. Yes, yes, he was tempted. Yes, he knew what loneliness was. Yes, he knew all these things. There's one thing different between your flesh and his flesh. You say, what's the difference? Your flesh and my flesh is highlighted in chapter uh, 2, verse 1 through 3. You can read that. We've been through that. Just to take, take a look at what your flesh and my flesh is. Wicked, born in sin nature that was bent toward disobedient. Enemy of God. We want, we're born with a nature that wants to long and live after the flesh. Think things we shouldn't, say things we shouldn't, go to places where we shouldn't. Doing the business of things that we should not be doing. We're all born with that nature. Every one of us is born with that nature to push against the things of God. Listen, you can find plenty of things wrong with me. If you just hang out with me 15 to 20 minutes, you'll find a lot of things wrong with me. The Bible said he knew no sin. That might be made righteousness of God in him. He became sin for us. The Bible said that he was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. You can follow me around, it wouldn't take you long to find out that I still live in this flesh. I, I, I'm prone to sin against God. I'm prone to not do what His Word said to do. You may think you are uh, some sanctified, glorified Christian, but it won't take long if we followed you around to find out you ain't as good as you think you are. Amen. We put our hails on, we get out of that bed in the morning, we think we're something and we're not you don't believe me, how bad I am, just ask my spouse. Listen to this, we can ask yours too. Amen. They could tell you. They could tell you. We, we are prone to sin against God. He never went anywhere he shouldn't. He never thought anything he shouldn't. He never said anything he shouldn't. He didn't have envy in his heart. He always answered with the word of God. And at the end of his life, Pilate even said, I find no fault. I find no fault. I find no fault. His flesh is different from our flesh. Different. You see the destruction of his flesh. Jesus said, Destroy this temple and in three days I'll raise it up again. what the destruction of his flesh, it was the rending of his flesh, the wounding of his flesh, uh, the stripes of his flesh, the nails in his flesh. What did it accomplish in, in verse 12? Look at verse 12. It says, That at that time ye were without Christ, being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, and strangers from the covenant of the promise, having no hope, and without God in his world. We were without hope we're without God in a wicked world, sinful world. What did the destruction of his flesh do for us? Verse fifteen: Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandment contained in the ordinance, for made him of twain one man, so making peace. We're all a bunch of Gentiles, alienated from the Commonwealth of. Israel having no hope without God living in this world. In in the Old Testament, the Gentiles were going to hell. They had no hope. They were without hope. The only revival in the Old Testament of the Gentiles was when God pricked the heart of a preacher to go to preach to them, and he chose not to go to him. and God put him in the belly of a whale for three days. When he spewed him out on the land the next day, he rode that 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 evening in Nineveh, and he preached the message, and a hundred thousand people got revived. stepped up in his flesh and took my place he took my penalty he took my punishment in his place he reconciled the gentiles back to god back to himself to get in enjoyment in the good grace of god today because of his flesh now, I want you to notice some things about the flesh, and then we'll go home. Uh, turn to Exodus chapter 36. Exodus chapter 36. Exodus 36, we find Moses is commanding the children of Israel to bring different gifts uh, to the tabernacle so that they might build it up. Up to this point, there has not been an Old Testament tabernacle. This, this tabernacle is a picture of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We're talking about his flesh. So I want you to see what the outside of this uh, tabernacle looked like today. Verse number 19. And he made a covering for the tents of the ram, skins dyed red, and covering a badger's skin above that. So I want to highlight the flesh that was hung on the outside of that, what people saw. Talking about his flesh now of our Lord Jesus Christ and that they got hung over that tabernacle, these badger skins. Looking at a badger, you don't find any beauty in a badger at all. They the honey badgers at that time. They were just an ordinary animal. And this is what they hung on the outside and it looked just simple. It was just a simple thing. We find that the tabernacle had, tabernacle had any word covering, and it was a covering that no one could see in the middle, and it was dyed outward. It was dyed red covering. Now, if you start stating this, and you listen to you got to when we're talking about it. Uh, the, the Bible scholars and all those immediate when they read this, they say, well, these are not literally badgers. It, it just cannot be. They said for this reason, because there were no badgers living in this area at this time. So they said it must be seal skin. Whoop. They're out in the desert. (laughs) If it ain't badgers, how are you gonna get it to seal skins? No, it makes sense. I read, and I'm reading, I'm thinking, who in the world wrote this stuff? I don't think there was any seals there living there either. They're in the desert. They didn't say that these badgers were of the era of Egypt at this time in Africa. I know how they got these skins. They brought them out when they came out. They brought uh, The Bible said that uh, uh, God called his sons out of Egypt. And three things about the badger skins were uh, uh, that they were a picture of the flesh. They gathered them up when God called them out of Egypt. They they came through and took everything for the Egyptians. Three things. First of all, the badger skin, this this is talking about the flesh of Christ. They were simple. You look at the honey badger today, they don't look like much. And I had to do a lot of working on this. If you had passed by that tabernacle, you would walk by that tabernacle and say, that don't look like much that's no big deal it doesn't look my, like much from the outside it's just a dirty old tent but listen God was inside not on the outside it, it, it had to no form of cleanliness, and there, there would be any desire for anyone to go inside that It didn't look like much on the outside when you walked in. The Bible said when you looked up, you saw ten ten curtains of the uh, fine uh, twine linen and the blue and purple and the scarlet with the cherubims, cunningings, work made out of them. Hanging at the top, there was something hanging out. It didn't look like much from the outside. But when you walked inside, you saw something totally different. You saw the royal cuddles of deity. You walked inside, you could smell that that bread was freshly baked each and every day on the bread table there. There was the candlesticks. There was a light for you inside there, lighting up everywhere you could see. There there was incense burning, giving it sweet-smelling savor towards God. You say, what has all this got to do with Jesus? Well, on the outside, he didn't look like much. He didn't look like much. But on the inside, he was the king of glory. On the outside, he didn't look like much. But on the inside, he said, I am the bread and the life. I am the truth and the way. If any man come out to me in hunger, let him come and eat. And he will be filled. He didn't look like much on the outside, but on the inside was a light of the world that gave light to the dark and dying world. On the outside, he didn't look like much, but on the inside, he was a sweet-smelling savor unto his Father, the God, in his life, in his death, and in his resurrection. If you had walked by that tent, it didn't look like much, but God was on the inside if you walk by that manger and look over inside that manger, it was a little baby laying there, but it didn't look like much, but God was laying there. If you would walk by him, he'd sleep in a boat, uh, you would say, that don't look like much, but it was God still in that boat. You walked by Calvary 2,000 years ago, hanging on the cross, you would well, that don't really look like much. <laughs> that was God. On the cross you've seen him bruised bleeding hanging on a cross you would say just it's another criminal dying but there was God on the inside if you walk by that lonely tomb thinking it's just another corpse but God was on the inside You can look up here and say, you don't look like much, and I don't. But I got God living on the inside. The badger skin was just simple. By faith, you saw more than that was on the outside. God was on the inside. Simple things. We look at the simple things we have today. It's just simple, but God is on the inside. So we look at it saying, talking about the flesh, it's just simple. It don't look like much on the outside, but what's on the inside? We don't look like much on the outside. but if you're born again, washed by the blood, you look there's something on the inside of you. It's totally different from the outside. It, it was secured i wonder why badger skins i really did i i I studied on this i said why in the world would they use you know they had the cattle they could use cow skins they could use all kinds of things sheep skin they could use all kinds of things but why badger skin they even couldn't use wood some good stuff but why badger skin i i got to looking at the badger skin I found that badger's skin is storm-proof. Read it for yourself. Storm-proof. A badger has a unique type of skin. It's almost like a duck. It said that they're, they're so low to the ground, the dust and water just rolls off of them. Rolls off. It's a unique type of skin. In storms of dust, in storms of wind and rain, these badger skin, would they just roll off. And the badger skin was put on these because it protected everything on the inside. The badger skin was so tough that anything or anyone tried to, uh, anyone on the inside, everybody on the inside was protected because of the badger skin that was on the outside. Listen to me. The Bible said the priest, the storm was rolling on the outside. But as soon as the priest stepped inside, it may have been rough on the outside, but as soon as he walked inside the tent, he was secured and safe. Listen, walking up inside that badger skin, it didn't look like much. It, it didn't stop the storm from coming it did secure the person that was on the inside during the storm. If if you're saved by the grace of God and you're in Christ, that doesn't mean storms will not come your way. That doesn't mean the wind's not going to blow. That doesn't mean the violence of the storm's going to rage. But I'm glad there is peace for the child of God in the mist secured inside of the storm. You can rest assured that the badger skin is doing its job. If a man is in Christ, he is safe from the storm. When I ran to Christ, He is now inside of me. I am glad I am safe from the storms that rages around me. I love this song. Sometimes He calms storms outside of me, but sometimes He calms it on the inside. Amen. And and it also saves us from the wrath and the judgment of God. That badger skin. And, and I found this, too. It can resist snake bites. It said that even when the badger is bitten by a serpent, it has the ability to survive the bite because of something in the DNA. They've done a study on it. I read the study on it from a, a, zoo, a zoo and a, a doctor, and they've done a the study on it. It's something in, in the DNA that stops it. It's when the serpent bites, that DNA attacks all that serpent's venom and destroys it. There's something about that DNA. There's something about the badger's blood that keeps it safe from the bite. And the venom of the serpent. Jesus was tempted for 40 days and 40 nights. The devil struck this way and that way. He said, how how come he didn't sin? He said, turn the stone into bread. Bow down to him. Jump off the pinnacle. Because there's something in his blood that kept him safe from the snake bite. Can I say to that blood, listen, if that blood that flowed through Jesus' veins, listen to me, that same blood that flows to his veins is now flowing to your veins. that royal blood, and it protects you every time the serpent comes to bite, every time it wants to stab at you. There's something inside of you that says, no, you can't harm this one. I have been redeemed by it. I thank God for the precious blood Amen. Look at the badger's skin outside what it covered. It covered in verse 19. He made a covering for the ten of rams. Skins dyed red. It's a picture of the blood of a ram, a scapegoat ram. They will lay sin, sins on the scapegoat and let it go out by the hand of the fit man. It is a picture that the ram at the top of Mount Moriah that died in the place of Isaac I may not look like much on the outside but if you come to the inside and look on the inside you find that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses from all sins there's no sin so vile that you have done there's no sin so dirty that you've ever committed that the blood of Jesus Christ cannot wash it away that cannot forgive it and forget it tonight for all eternity. The only hope you have against sin and the snake bite of Satan is the blood of Jesus Christ. Can I say you can never, never outsmart the devil. You can never outsmart the devil's bite. You'll never be worthy enough to outsmart his bite. You're going to need Jesus Amen. to cleanse us. Look at chap. the last thing is the badger is mentioned in the Bible. The last time the badger is mentioned in the Bible, referring to the covering of the tabernacle except one time. ezekiel chapter 16 read that it says uh in verse 1 through 6 it's talking about the 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 marriage and what they would do would for the bride they would make shoes out of badger skins. then the 9 through 10 is talking about the baby He put the storm-proof, snake-proof boots on us how he can, child of God, keep walking through the storms. How in the world can we keep moving? How can we keep traveling? How can we keep walking? How can we keep giving God the glory? Because we're walking like Jesus walked. They got the badger skin on their feet and how can a child of God uh, keep walking, taking bite from the devil and get up and keep going for God? because they got the snake-proof shoes on. They said in this day there were only two types of people, only two types of people back in that day that would put this type of shoes on. One was the bride, and the other was the army. They said that the Romans made sure that they had these shoes on their feet so they could walk through anything. They, had, they paid a high price for him. so that they might be clothed in the right kind of garment, the right kind of shoes, and so were the bridegroom to withstand the enemy. God spared no expense. He sacrificed his own son on Calvary. He was wounded for our transgression. He was bruised for our iniquities so that we can walk like Christ, so we can walk a war like Christ. He was clothed us with His garments of praise and glory so that we might live for His glory. Child of God, you can walk through the storms of this life. Why? Because you have been clothed in the clove of His Son. And when you read about the tabernacle, you see Christ all over it. The simple nature of the outside. That securing uh, nature on the inside. And Those that are saved should be walking in the power of God, His Son. His flesh. We're to walk after Him. Amen. God has been good to us. I know this is not one of those woo-hoo messages, but it's something you need to know. It's something you need to know.